0: Yo, 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 yo. What's up, all my degenerates and all my family out there? Welcome to the Tap Room Sports Podcast, a sports podcast unlike any other podcast around. That's right, because it's about two of the greatest things on this beautiful planet, and that is sports and beer. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats. Here is always, with my partner in crime, Mr. Big Balling Ben Larson. Yes, sir. What's going on tonight, Ben?
1: Not much, man. Dealing with, uh, you know, some shitty hot weather out here. So, got some light beers to drink tonight, which makes me stoked. I got to go out to the breweries today. Got to uh, drink some fresh, fresh beer while watching the Giants lose. But, you know, still baseball and beer. Can't complain about that. Sports and beer. Can't complain about that. Is what it is. How you doing?
0: I'm glad you brought up the Giants losing because, you know, falling back to earth. We were talking about a lot of averages. They last lost a
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: two in a row, man. That's two in a row. First series of the second half, they lost one and two.
1: Great. But it's, it's,
0: that's it's, here nor there. We're going to talk about baseball later. yep, yep, yep. You
1: know,
0: I'm doing a lot better than that uh, Yankees fan that threw a ball at Alex Verdugo uh, getting banned from every Major League Stadium. But I got to ask you, Ben, like, all right, he's banned from every major league baseball stadium. But how do how do they know that that guy is never going to going to attend a game again? Because it's not like every security guard in every stadium is going to be like, "Oh, that's the dude that threw the ball at Alex Verdugo. Get the fuck out of here." You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I mean, what does that even mean? Like, is it just like all PR, like
1: publicity site? I mean, it's a little bit of publicity. It's a little bit of like he won't be able to buy things at at stadiums at um you know buy tickets through you know any of the 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 sites um you know if somebody else buys the tickets and yeah he can go uh, unless he's you know found out by doing some more stupid shit like throwing a ball at a baseball player um i mean the, the i'm sure alcohol was definitely involved i mean we we saw it earlier this week with the uh the minor league fan who poured beer at the dollar beer night on the mi- like at the minor league game
0: um i mean dollar beer night is never a good yeah, no, idea no. <laughs> <laughs> like i mean i feel like the minor league about
1: that i don't know about that dollar beer night is wonderful well, <laughs> well i
0: mean of course because it's dollar <laughs> yeah, yeah, beers but but yeah. guys get uh, fucking trashed oh, and absolutely. then that kind of shit happens and it happens every time there's a dollar beer night we yep. hear a story where it's there's just like
1: some idiot yeah
0: yeah so it's like at this point it's like dude if you have dollar beer night like you have to suffer those consequences i think as like a franchise or a company or whatever because that's just like that's a poor move on yep. your part
1: oh yeah absolutely but i mean it's just it's people doing stupid shit and you know not being not wanting well, this to what be-
0: happens when you're locked up for a year dog you know what i mean like people don't know how to act in public all of a sudden yeah which
1: is pretty ridiculous too but america dude what do you expect we're adults we should be able to act like adults but i know that there's a lot of people in this country that don't act like i mean and not even just this country i mean we're gonna be talking about it a little bit later you know later in the show with uh, you know soccer and and uh the euro cup what happened at London. Oh yeah so soccer
0: is like, uh they got issues too dude
1: yeah and Europe. so i mean it's just people being dumb and yep. uh and not wanting to you know, deal with consequences of them being dumb, so. Facts, man.
0: Um, That's facts. Hey, we got a great show on deck, though. We're going to be talking, obviously, some NBA finals, you know, where the Bucks are one win away from winning their first title since 1971. Um, We just got – we got a lot on deck. MLB, second half of the season kicking off. Obviously, I already threw that shade out there on the Giants at Ben, but we'll be – We'll be getting into that a little bit more. A's uh, we're talking thing? the A. Yeah. Hey, you already know how I feel about the A's, though. I said they might become <laughs> sellers in the next two weeks, dude. Like, yep. You know, and we're gonna get there too. Uh, but we we got the Olympics to talk about, Ben. Um, we got uh X course, games bro. to talk about, bro. Yeah. We got yeah. we got a lot of things to talk about. So let's get into the, the show. But before we do that, we gotta talk about what we're drinking.
1: Yep. Yeah. So for everybody out there who doesn't know, uh, you know, we're we're almost about a year in. So hopefully, uh, hopefully our listeners are, you know, have, have been here for a while. For all you new listeners, uh, we got to tell you that this is a beer and sports podcast. Um, so every week we're going to be reviewing at least two beers uh, per episode and, um, you know, really just trying to let you know what we think is a good beer, what we think is a bad beer. And, you know, if it's something that you know you maybe see on the shelves maybe you'll go out there and try it um you know the sky's the limit with beer there's so many different types so many different you know breweries out there so really we just want you to get out and drink beer try things out support your local breweries bottle shops brewers you know all, all that jazz um so yeah jordan what are you drinking tonight so my first beer
0: tonight i'm drinking the american red light and blue american light auger from mason ale works they're out of san diego california had a couple of their brew, uh, brews on the show before i i picked this one up because a i love loggers and b you know we're getting towards the olympics so i figured you know red white and blue america america you know i figured it was right oh, yeah it was time this, you know this is a light lager um don't know much about it haven't really tasted it that much i'm assuming it's a fancier pbr but you know we're gonna get to it uh you know a little bit later can't wait to drink it can't wait to give my review on it what are you sipping on ben
1: uh, so i'm going local with my first beer um i went over to Hopus brewing company today got to uh to try some some great pilsners um and wanted to bring back one of them for for the show they had two on tap that were just lights out absolutely lights out Uh, but because we're a sports show I decided to bring this one back and this is called the Wando Pills Um, and this is made in collaboration with uh, Chris Wondolowski of the San Jose Earthquakes Um, and this is a charity beer Uh, so this is going to be going you know some of the proceeds are going to be going to Street Soccer USA which is a, a, a community that Is trying to fight poverty and uh under and empower underserved communities through soccer um so everybody out there go give uh go give this one a try because it uh it has a good backing behind it um so this is a a 5.3 damn straight uh 5.3 so it's a a really light beer um nice and clear i've had us you know a sip i mean i had a beer earlier but uh, <laughs> I've had a sip of it so far out of the can. Um, and out of the can, it's just as good as on tap. So, you know. Nice, dude. Ciao, us. Did you pour it into a glass? I did.
0: All right, good, good man, good man. You know hey, me, Ben, man. I just I saw you this, to to the dude. The I, I literally just got this message. Um, Young Hoku from the Atlanta Falcons, his car was stolen this morning. Huh. And all he made a, a social media post just now about it. And he said all he wants back are his cleats. He doesn't even care about the car. He just wants his cleats.
1: <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love that. I mean, that, that reminds me of, uh, of what, Blankenship and his Legos. Like, I'm sure if he had Blankenship had a bunch of Legos in the back of his car that was stolen. That's all he'd want back. But
0: Well, those, those might be his good luck cleats, though. You know what oh, I mean? like Straight. Because he had a hell of a year last year. He was, he was, was like one of the bright year, spots yeah. for the Falcons.
1: Yep. 100
0: percent speaking of falcons and football we gotta talk sports we're not talking nfl really on this show no um you know we just if you, if you guys are just tuning in we do a football only show called apr it drops every thursday this week is dropping on friday because steady eddie is on vacation um this week uh but we talk about right now well we talk about football only on that show this week we're breaking down uh what division are we breaking down this week Ben? Uh NFC AFC East. AFC East. So we're doing the AFC we East the preview, we're doing over unders, we're doing division odds. So if you like to gamble, that is a show you want to you do not want to miss out on. Yep. Every Thursday morning it drops. This week dropping on Friday though. <laughs> but oh, nice. we need to talk about the NBA finals right now Ben. Yep. And since my NBA Finals Bucks hat came in, the Bucks are 3 0 in the NBA Finals. So I feel like it's meant to be. Um,
1: it's that's all that's the only reason why they're winning right now. I mean, it, it's
0: just <laughs> it's a crazy coincidence. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm a very superstitious person, Ben. You know, I, if I'm wearing a jersey and the Bucks are losing, I take the jersey off and things change <laughs> immediately, dude. I'm telling you, the Bucks, if I'm wearing a jersey, the Bucks oh, lose. Man. They're like 0-5 when I wear a jersey.
1: Oh man, that's some good logic right there. They knew they it they is. Just oh, just they super, it's just super it's not jersey. logic. And they, it's not logic. It's just superstition, started.
0: dude. It's superstition. No. It's like, bro, I mean, you probably wore your fucking favorite underwear when you played sports every every game you played. No. <laughs> what, you didn't do that? No. no. I fuck, dude. I wore the same socks, like if i had a good game dude i didn't i wore the same thing until i had a bad game and then i would switch
1: no it's it doesn't matter about what i'm wearing it's what i do it's how i perform superstition
0: though ben come on man
1: but i don't need that i mean i'm gonna go Uh, out there and got no fun out here and uh and get well yeah of
0: course you give 110 but i mean every dog has their day right you have bad days you have good days it it happens i
1: wore different socks come on
0: you never know. The world works in mysterious <laughs> ways, brother. But now we gotta talk about these NBA finals. So obviously Phoenix went up two games to none. Everybody was kind of saying, all right, the series is over before the Bucks even played a home game. Well,
1: they, they always say a series well, doesn't start until Phoenix a home fans team were the only ones saying that. Who Phoenix fans were the only ones saying that.
0: No, nah, there was a lot of people, a lot of pundits on the television and radio saying it too, but the, the most common saying in playoffs, and this this goes for any sport where there's a series, is that the series doesn't start until a home team loses. And Phoenix just lost game five at home. Bucks are now at 3-2 with a chance to close it out on Tuesday night in game six. What are your thoughts from, you know, what has happened since we last spoke? We last spoke, I think the Bucks were, it was a 2-1 series, right? When we had read on. Yep. That was the night the Bucks won their first game. Yep. Now it's three to two, obviously a completely different series. You know, what's your thoughts on what's happened in this series and what you're looking at going forward? Because Ben, the first thing I, I, I do want to mention here, and this was, this came out as odd to me. Like I didn't understand it because the Suns were a minus 170 favorite at home last yesterday, but on the series price, they were, like, minus 175. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. Like, so they were a bigger – you got better odds for them to win game five, but you didn't get better odds for them to win the series. Like, from a handicapping and betting standpoint, like, I didn't understand that. That was basically – I felt like that was Vegas telling me, like, they think the Bucks are obviously the better team moving forward.
1: Well, Yeah. I think we all we all know that the Bucks are a better team moving forward. I think, you know, the big thing is is uh, you know what Phoenix is doing is uh, kind of out of. I mean, they're they're playing a hell of a season, a hell of a, a playoff run. Um, they've got lucky throughout the playoffs, you know, going against uh, you know Denver, going against uh, a hurt Denver, a hurt LA, um, you know, a hurt Clippers team, and now they're getting to a team that's. That's, uh, you know, fully there. And we talked about it, I mean, throughout the whole season, that this Drew Holiday uh, signing at the the beginning of the year was something that could definitely push them over over the edge. Trade, and, trade. And, uh, and the trade, Bucks yeah. gave up a lot for him. They did. They did. But the quality, his defensive quality, I mean, we saw it on the last, the, the biggest play, his last play of the game, where he stole the ball away from Booker. Um, but before we even get to that, holy shit. We're on week three now of NBA finals. Like to me, this is too long. Like I, I I as a normal casual basketball fan, this is too long. Having three games in between a lot of these games. Uh, yeah, two, three days two in days between. Off. No, a lot of these two days off. A lot nah, of them. They, okay, they sorry, play... every third day. Every third yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. So you know, that's that's a little too much for me. I mean, by the end of this. You know whether we get to it ends on Tuesday or if it ends on what Friday, like we're we're at a full three weeks for a single series. And I think well, the thing you got to understand though much. is that
0: that ESPN, ABC, Disney. You know Disney's obviously the the main company that owns ESPN and ABC, but they have the television rights, so they're working around their television schedule. You know what I mean? That's that's really why you're seeing the two days off and such um you know i agree with you though like it it is too much especially as a fan especially as a bucks fan because like dude i'm just like yo i need to get this shit over with dude like yeah my i can't two days in between games i sit here thinking about like the next game for two fucking days dude yep and the shit stresses me out i probably got more gray hairs now than ever before dude um I mean, don't, it's just
1: about grades, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, had those, I had those started to come in at 18. <laughs> it's
0: just, it's adding more stress on the me, dude. And yep. it's it's crazy, bro. And it is too long. And if you, if you're on Twitter and you follow NBA Twitter, I mean, NBA Twitter is just going berserk right now because there's like no, nothing going on. So you got KD in, in you know, in spaces. If you don't know what spaces are, it's basically a conversation of audio. And, like, anybody can tune in. And KD's in here talking to fucking fans about, uh, you know, they're asking him stupid-ass questions about why he left Golden State. It's like, dude, like, who the fuck cares, bro? Like, move yeah. on, bro. Like, dude, that was, like, two years ago. But it just goes to show, like, what the basketball world is like without basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, the NBA needs to be fucking doing this shit every other day. It is Way too long, Ben. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is this is unbelievable, but I thought the extra days of rest benefited Phoenix more than anybody because they are very thin in their front court. They basically have DeAndre Ayton, and that's it, right? So it gives him extra rest. Devin Booker is basically the only guy that can fucking score at this point for them, so it gives him extra rest. And I thought it really benefited uh Phoenix from the very beginning of the series, not just you know going. After they're down and so, so forth, but here we are, three to two for the Milwaukee Bucks. What do you think the Bucks have to do to close this game out on Tuesday?
1: I mean, to, to close it out, they got to have all three, all three guys playing. Um, oh,
0: you just gotta get two. Uh,
1: no, I don't. I, I think you need all three because I think because it's an elimination game, you're gonna see uh, Phoenix try to step it up a little bit. And I think if you don't have Holiday playing lights out, at least of of a higher caliber than he was in the first few games of of really every series that we've seen. But Phoenix you know, was up year.
0: sixteen points after the first quarter. I mean, Great. it's like and, they were out there trying to lose.
1: Milwaukee was up by thirteen, fourteen, and then they were down. They were up by one. Like things can change if it wasn't for that but defensive play we could have seen yeah but again if it wasn't for that defensive play we could have seen a foul on that call and it's a time it's a, a three-point yeah, play and going over if you like
0: if i i feel the i feel your thoughts about that but if you're phoenix you have to be like yo we had a 16 point lead and we literally fucking yeah, gave it away it in like five, five minutes
1: uh five point lo- uh down by five at half and that's what i'm it, saying they basically gave it away in like five minutes
0: like that shit no. is like that shit's mentally no. yeah. breaking, dude. Well, yeah,
1: but then they came back. Then that, then that pushed them back. That if they they not if they didn't go down that far, then they would have been able to take the W there. So that's what they're gonna need to do in Game Six to take that W. You can't if if you don't have Giannis, if you don't have Chris, if you don't have Drew playing up to the top level that they've been playing these last three games. Well, Phoenix is going to come back, and Phoenix is so... Game Six.
0: So this is what I saw from the Bucks that really changed game five was that they were really, you know, abusing the mismatch of wherever Chris or Drew was on. Because if Michael, Michael Bridges, when Drew Holiday was playing well, he had Devin Booker on him and he had Chris Paul and he was abusing both those guys. And then they switched Michael Bridges onto him. And then that's when Chris Middleton started going off because Bridges was guarding Middleton to begin the game. He was struggling. He was over five in the first quarter. But the second they moved Michael Bridges onto Drew Holiday, Drew kind of took a step back offensively. And then Chris Middleton started going off. And what that did was it opened up Giannis and they were playing him more off the ball, getting him isolated on the wing. And when he was able to get isolated on the wing, he was able to attack one on one because there was no extra defenders. And if they brought an extra defender, he passed it out to Pat Connaughton, four for six from the three point line, uh, and they were able to knock down shots. I feel honestly, I that's why I was telling you after game four, like I don't, I don't think there's an adjustment the Phoenix Suns can make that's going to put it over the edge because well, they're getting well, they got two incredible on, games hold on, from hold Devin on, Booker. Hold on, hold on.
1: You just said I was wrong that. Giannis, Chris, and Drew have to have big games, but then you just said that if they take um, Bridges off of Giannis, or sorry, off of Drew, then Chris has to score, and if they take uh, Bridges off of Chris or onto Chris, then Drew has to score. So yeah, but if Bridges that, were guarding that, that, that right there is all three, and then Giannis having no game, because that right if... there is all three players having to have big games no. for them to win.
0: Giannis is having a big game, no matter what. He's had he's averaging thirty three points in the series, dude. Like at this point, there's no answer for him. Mm. Ben, who, dude, we're we're five games into this, and the guy's averaging thirty three points. How are you gonna Uh, sit here and rub your and put your hand over your face and say that's an insane comment?
1: I'm doing. Th- I'm not. No. I, what is insane is that you're saying that these three players have to have it, and then when I say that, it's wrong. No, because because that's the if, way you've been saying it listen, all series. Listen, though. So, no. Yes, if I Michael, don't have as much NBA knowledge as you, no, but I also am not wearing you're, green you're glasses. Taking, so you're
0: taking you're taking what I'm saying out of context because I said when Michael <laughs> Bridges was guarding Chris Middleton, Middleton was zero for five. Middleton was non-existent,
1: yeah. so and the Bucks were still then, in the
0: game, and, and Drew Holiday was and going Drew off. Holiday was going off, yeah,
1: yeah. So, but then what to happen happens again. when
0: Michael Bridges goes on Drew Holiday? Drew Chris Holiday didn't score another point. Yeah, and Chris goes oh, off. What if he was guarding him the whole game? That's why I'm saying so, they only need two of those guys.
1: Oh man, okay, bro. But they don't, but they switch. They, you're not going to have, but you're they not going have to all game. They haven't done
0: that. That was we the first in-game in game five, That was the first That was how game. they did it. That was the first game where the Phoenix Suns switched up coverage like that. And that was because Drew Holiday was changing the game because he was unguardable because he was he's too big for CP3 to guard. So he was abusing him and Booker isn't a great defender, so he was abusing Booker. They had to put uh Michael Bridges on him. But the thing is is that the other guys can't guard Chris Middleton. So if if Bridges is guarding Drew Holiday, then okay, Drew's going to go Drew's not going to have a great game. But then Middleton's going to have a great game. You really only need Middleton or Drew Holiday to have a good game and then you know what you're getting from Giannis. I mean, Giannis is averaging 33 points like I said. He's not having the chances of him having a bad game are very slim. He's averaging 33 points on 61% shooting. That's better than his career averages. He's literally having the best season he or the best series he's ever had in his Nobody's entire career. Nobody's doubting Giannis,
1: man. Nobody's doubting Giannis.
0: So for me, though, looking at it from a basketball standpoint, this isn't even looking at it from a Bucks fan standpoint. Like, I just don't see an adjustment the Suns can make because if you they have to have Chris Paul and Booker out there. We both agree with that offensively. Yeah and both those guys are getting abused on defense. So it basically it lends a hand to the what the Bucks are doing in my opinion. Like they put up 120 points last game. What did they put up the game before that? 120 points. I mean, dude, they figured it out offensively and they're averaging over 117 points in the last 3 games. And Phoenix had only given up over 115 points in one game before those games. All playoffs.
1: not quite 117 but yes um 123 one 109
0: 120 so they're averaging over 115 points in the last three games and that's way over what phoenix has been giving up in the playoffs i mean dude they were only giving up like 103 points in the playoffs up until the last three games yeah and the other thing too ben phoenix shot 68 from three point last game game five and they lost the game
1: yeah, didn't they only make like or didn't they only shoot like a ridiculously low number?
0: I oh, they made like nine threes.
1: Yeah, but compared compared to what they're they're normally shooting, they usually shoot
0: still though. It, when you when you hit 68% per- they only shot 19
1: s- threes. I, I, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. That yeah, I I 100% agree with you. When you shoot 60 almost 69%, like you should be winning that game. The the reason why they aren't shooting compared to, you know, what they normally do, which is 24 to 28.
0: And the reason why they're not shooting as many threes is because their offense has literally become Devin Booker one-on-one. Yeah. That's, that's what their offense has become. Like they're not moving the basketball. How many assists did they have last game? They only had 18 assists. Chris Paul had nine of them. He had six in the first quarter. He only had three assists from the second,
1: third and fourth quarter. 23 assists. Now nah, the
0: Suns only had 18 last game.
1: Are you looking at game five? Yeah. Bucks had 26. Oh, hold on. What am I looking at, bro? Suns had 23. Sorry,
0: I'm looking at the wrong one. I'm looking at the wrong game. Suns had 23 assists. Uh, Chris Paul had 11 assists. He had six assists in the first quarter. So from quarters two, three, and four... He only had five assists from there on. So, really, you know, after that 16-point barrage they put on the Bucks, it was all Milwaukee after that. It's all that dude's fault that was counting the money on the free throws. Cause after <laughs> that, after that, dude, it was a wrap, dude. Like the game just totally changed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all these all the stats point to Phoenix winning this last game, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um But, you know, but it didn't happen when things came back. You know, uh, something I was talking to you about during game was those offensive rebounds. And how how big – how those came in at such big points in the game. Off of free throws,
0: too, some of them.
1: For? Milwaukee. Oh, off the – okay, offensive rebounds off the free throws, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, those were critical points of the game. And, you know, when you've got Book and Paul – you know, behind the three-point line. You're really asking Aiton, Bridges, and. Um, uh, well, Aiton's
0: getting taken out of the play because he's always coming over to help on the drive. And yeah. that's why the Bucks are getting so much, so many offensive rebounds. And that's why, you know, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday have to stay aggressive because they're, they're allowing so much open things to happen. Oh, because Aiden is coming over to help and when Aiden has to come over to help it allows Giannis to get open on the offensive glass it allows Brooke Lopez it allows Bobby Portis and that's really where the Bucks thrive i mean they they were the best rebounding team in the in the league for like the last 3 years dude yep. so they thrive on the glass you know and really i just i feel like when Milwaukee started taking over with their size starting at home and really getting into the paint well I think it started in the second half of game two they were just too far in the hole that it didn't really help um I think that's really changed the series dude and as much as shit as I give Mike Budenholzer man he has really done a phenomenal job of he's the better coach in the series which I can't believe I'm fucking saying that he's a better coach in the series dude like (laughs) it's it's quite incredible um, but it's, it's been a great NBA finals, dude. It's been, been one of the best finals I can remember. Every, pretty much every game has been very exciting.
1: For being such small market teams too. Like yeah. I, it's, it's great to see that happening. Um, that it's not, you know, New York, Golden State, LA, um, um, I guess the Florida, Miami, um, you know, it, it's not the big, you know, four or five teams that we've seen going over and over and over again um yep. you mean know, i guess i guess you could say cleveland isn't a big big market team but you know any anywhere where lebron became a big market team but you know milwaukee and phoenix those are not two places that you think basketball when you say right. that so <clears> it's <throat> uh all. you know great to see um you're not gonna like me about this, but uh, I'm still going Bucks and seven. Uh,
0: I don't think I don't. I definitely don't think they lose at home, dude. They've only lost one time at home all postseason. They're a much better home team than they are on the road. You know, I said whoever won Game Four was gonna win the series. Um, and I thought I thought not, Phoenix blowing that either. 16 point lead at home. I I just think that's back breaking, bro. And Devin Booker's out here. Dropping 41, 42 points in the last two games. And really their offense has become so stagnant. And it's basically him going one-on-one and then crying for fouls and fucking falling
1: down, trying oh, to fucking That's fouls. the NBA. Everybody's crying for fouls. He, yeah, he, Giannis he bad, is though. fucking. Well, uh, Giannis
0: gets tackled every time he goes to the paint. <laughs> he got five guys around him.
1: <laughs> shit's yeah. incredible. Uh, that's, uh, but no, that's I mean, it's been also, a good. That's also a big part of the nba that that does kind of draw me off it is the crying after it's almost as bad as soccer at this point well and they I, gotta
0: they gotta change some of the rules because some of these rules benefit offensive players and then they call them one way in the regular season and then in the yeah. postseason they kind of like swallow the whistle a little bit and that's why the players get frustrated just like dude you were calling this every time during the regular season and now you want to swallow your whistle because i mean if you watch the olympic play the fiba play It's much more um, physical. Like, they they don't call those ticky-tack fucking fouls that they call in the NBA, dude. That's the biggest issue. Yep. And I agree with you there, dude, that the NBA does need to change their officiating. They need to change some of the way they're calling stuff for sure because this whole leaning into players, especially when a player is behind you and you just completely stop, like, in front of him, it's like, come on, dude. To
1: take the shot. Like, yeah, like, dude, this taking is ridiculous, your legs out bro. at the three point line. Just
0: unorthodox like, taking unorthodox shots to try and draw a foul is just like, yeah. come on, man. What are we doing here, bro? Like, I'm sorry, bro. But I, as a basketball fanatic and a hoop historian, like the last thing I want to do is watch a game where they're f- shooting free throws or hunting free throws every time.
1: Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm
0: saying? Like, it's fucking pathetic, dude. But anyways, Bucks and Six. There's no way they're losing at home, dude. Bucks and seven still. If they not, nah, if, if the Bucks lose Game Six, they probably lose the series. To be honest, no, I
1: don't think that that's the case.
0: But I mean, they they did show you. You said last week the first team to win on the road wins the series, and now you're yeah. saying there ain't no way Phoenix wins uh, Game Six, dude. I think it's a uh, wrap, dog. Uh,
1: <laughs> I I said the first team on the road was gonna win the series, and I'm saying Bucks and seven. That's the first team who's won on the road. I
0: I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Bucks in six, baby. All right, let's let's move on to the five-minute clinic. You want to put a shot bet on it? No. Okay. All right. Are you sure?
1: I will be drinking plenty of whiskey
0: anyways. No. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the five-minute clinic. If you're new to the show, this is a segment where we spend five minutes on one topic – this week we're talking Major League Baseball, so we're past the deadline. We got uh, we got the trade deadline coming up here, August first or July thirty first. Um, the AL wild card race is pretty close. I feel like the NL though is uh, it's, it's pretty much a wrap except for one division, um, mm-hmm. and really that NL East has to win the win the division to uh, make it in. I think the NL Central, Milwaukee Brewers being ahead eight games, I mean, it would take a fucking miracle for them to lose the division at this point. Yeah, especially uh, with the over there. Yeah, and then the Giants, for some reason, dude, they lose and then the Dodgers lose. Yep. In extras. Dodgers are now one in nine in extra inning games, Ben. Wow. Uh, FYI, pretty, pretty. Uh, it tells me what their weakness is. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's their bullpen. Yep. Yep
0: um so obviously like with the trade deadline coming up like what do you see happening who do you see as buyers and sellers here
1: i I mean i think we have you know i I think we can look at the bump teams that are you know somewhat close um and really kind of question those um you know because i think we can obviously say that you know washington at 10 games back miami at 13 and a half pittsburgh 17 and a half colorado 13 arizona 27 and a half games back like they're they're all teams that i can see being sellers here um atlanta's going for it man it, which surprises me that you know with a out, they bring in jock peterson you know and, and they've also they won today that's
0: not like a that's not like a goal President. for it they didn't give up a ton that's like a uh you know let's see if we can make something happen type of move in my opinion it's like a fringe move because obviously know, a lot of uh, a lot of the braves players are young so they're not going to be sellers uh, you yeah. know unless maybe they get frisky and want to trade freddie freeman for some prospects or something yeah, I don't which think they that they, yeah they probably don't but i mean they could yeah. um no, I definitely, I definitely think that there's teams where, of course, they're going to be sellers. You're talking the Tigers, Twins, Royals, Rangers, Orioles in the AL, and then the NL. I think you're talking the Rockies, Marlins, Pirates, Diamondbacks. I do think that the Nationals are going to be uh, sellers too, although they're not completely out of their division race. Yeah. Surprisingly, they're only six games back. So it really depends – I think for them in the next two weeks, like if you're six games back come August, like, all right, you know, sell off, you know, sell trade Scherzer, trade some of your older guys for younger guys, you know what I'm saying? And kind of rebuild. And I think the A's are in a very interesting position, Ben, because the A's can't fucking score for shit, dude. They literally have the worst offense in the league. Like, they have one guy that's playing good, and that's Matt Olsen, and everybody else is fucking dog shit. They're hitting, like, below 230. I mean, it's it's just atrocious. And as an A's fan, I just don't think they can make enough moves to become become competitive where it's like, all right, do you look at trading off pieces now? Because, you know, you probably aren't going to get more competitive by, <clears throat> you know, you can't make enough trades is what I'm saying to yeah get over the hump.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the big thing too, is is that hump because yeah, they could probably make some trades and and either, you know, catch up to Houston or you know, catch up to or at least keep that wild card spot. I mean, you've got a couple couple teams, you know, Toronto, Seattle that are, you know, two and a half games back from them. Cleveland, three and a half games back. But I mean, we look they just uh they went to uh one and two against Cleveland this weekend. Cleveland um, can't hit for shit. And Cleveland can't hit for shit too. So <laughs> Like that's, I think you're right. I think they again they can hold it, but is it worth just holding uh, it to get to that wild card game just to lose it?
0: So the the only thing that worries me about the A's is they have this whole fiasco going on with the city of Oakland. Yeah, and there's a vote coming up. So if they trade off players before that vote comes up, I think it that could be the signal that they're leaving Oakland. To be honest, because it's like you know if they do get in if they do stay in Oakland like you want to keep these core pieces and move forward right
1: yeah and i don't and also if they're going to be moving to you know most likely Vegas they're not going to want a shit team moving to Vegas as well so i think you keep your core
0: but i think it's easier most, because they're not going to be even if they do move to Vegas they're not going to be playing in Vegas for like 2 to 3 years
1: yeah they need a, a stadium unless they're going to share with uh
0: Nah, there's no way you could have a major league baseball team playing how in that long, aviator stadium.
1: How long? But the isn't the contract up at? Uh...
0: Yeah, but you could still go year to year.
1: Yeah. But will they? You know, what, what's what's <laughs> Oakland? Oakland uh, is going to be pissed off that they don't stay. I mean, I guess it's yeah, up but to the, right That's now. still
0: revenue for them, though. They're not going to yeah. be like, oh, no, go fuck yourselves, you know? Because then the A's will just be like, all right, we'll share a stadium with the Giants for a year or two. i'm sure the giants would love the extra money and only fucking deep in their pockets true you know what i'm saying so i mean that's that's where things can get interesting i think that's why i think if the a's do start to sell off that's basically the white flag like yo we're moving we're moving yeah and if they don't that's like a commitment for oakland in my opinion
1: yeah
0: so it'll be interesting. I said the next two weeks were very important for the A's because if they fall out of that second wild card, I do think we see them sell off because the Blue Jays are right behind them two and a half games. The Mariners are playing phenomenal baseball, but the Mariners are – I mean, we talk about a lot of averages. Like, the Mariners are going to fall back to earth at some point. Yep. Um, like, they did halfway through the season. I mean, they were, like, 14-3 and three at one point, and then they were fucking dog shit for the next 40 games, and then all of a sudden they got good again, so – I think they're going to fall back to earth. Cleveland right behind them. Cleveland has a great pitching staff. Uh, they can't hit. They kind of have the same issue as the A's. And then the Yankees, dude, right there, three and a half games. And the Angels, five and a half games.
1: Yeah. You know, something the Angels. I... Oh, go, ahead. go ahead.
0: Go ahead.
1: Yeah, something that I, I was, uh, you know, going to bring up about the Yankees is I think they're going to be buyers. Um, because of course they are. They have, uh, yeah, the, they want to make the playoffs. And I think they, they can probably – catch that Oakland spot or that Houston spot because um, those are they're tied right now for the uh, the wild card position there I guess Houston's the top of the number uh Oakland for that wild card spot um, but you got to look there they're all hurt right now you've got Judge, voigt Urshela, Frazier, Kluber, uh, LeCastro, Severino, Hicks, Lasagia, O'Day, Higashoka, and uh, Andrar, all on the IL right now, they are beat up, absolutely beat up. And they're seven and three in their last 10 right now. So they're definitely making a push and I can see them catching up at least another spot there. You know, it, it could be the AL issues. East. It could be the AL East being, you know, the same as the NL West, where you get three teams out of that division because Boston's playing out of their mind right now. You've got Tampa Bay playing out of their mind. And then you're either gonna have Toronto or or the Yankees.
0: Yeah. You yep. know, so
1: that, that could be a situation where you know everybody's coming out of the AL East.
0: I just don't think the Yankees have enough pitching, to be honest, and I don't think there's you know, they can go get Scherzer, for example, but they don't you know,
1: have to pick up a starting pitcher for if they're going to make a run for it.
0: And they got to pick up a high, high leverage reliever. And that's the thing, dude, is I think I think a lot of these playoff teams need those high leverage relievers. Giants, A's, Yankees, yep. um, you know, you could throw you could throw the Angels in there. I mean, the Angels need fucking pitching in general. Yep. Uh, the White Sox bullpen, outside of Liam Hendricks, has just been mediocre. The Red Sox probably have the best bullpen of all the contending teams, I would say, and the Rays. So I don't think they need them there. Astros could use pitching. So I just think that all these teams Mets need that are yeah. contending and the Mets do—they got Degrom on the IL now. Yep. Um. You know that's that's really tough for them and their and their bullpen and they're like their last ten games has been fucking terrible. They have like a nine ERA in their last ten games. I saw today. Did you
1: see that uh, <laughs> that Mets play today against Pittsburgh? No, nah, which one? Uh, it was a it was a swing. Well, it ended up being a swing bunt, and the pitcher like it was on the line, and the pitcher brushed the ball out. Infielder or the the. Uh, ump behind the plate calls it fair are you serious clears the bases because the pitcher who brushed it away is arguing at the ump because the pitcher thought it was foul the ump (laughs) called it fair and he's arguing at the ump while the pittsburgh players are just running through pittsburgh ends up putting up six runs that inning and they lose seven to six it was six to nothing and they lose seven to six to the mets
0: one game the Mets actually score runs
1: yeah it shows how shit fucking pirates are but we knew yeah
0: we definitely knew that they're gonna be they're gonna be sellers they got a couple of guys too that could be great fucking additions for other teams Adam Frazier being one of them who is an all-star yep um yeah man it's gonna be an interesting deadline it's gonna be very interesting to see where things are going I think the NL is pretty much set though I think we got our playoff teams except for the NL East I think the affiliates can maybe make a move and get in there um but i think definitely our two wild cards are coming from the nl west yep 100 percent. we definitely have gone over five minutes on this yeah. by the way <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> very true all right well let's take a break by uh and uh hear from one of our tap sports affiliate podcasts and then we'll be back for beer number two see yeah.
0: Hey, guys, it's your boy, Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And me, Steady Eddie Martin.
1: You've seen our pics
0: on Twitter and all our shows on the Taproom Sports Podcast Network. So we're bringing y'all a new show twice a week called the Square Sharks. Yeah, just two guys who love sports. that will help you win money. Yep. So go to www.taproomsportspodcast.com squaresharks Square Sharks for more info and to subscribe to the podcast. Don't miss out.
1: Do it now why throw away free money all right we are back and we are ready for beer number two jordan you had that Merka beer uh coming in at four percent from medicine ale works as your first let's see yep. what you're going to be uh drinking for number two
0: well it's a good thing it was only four percent for the first one because the second one i'm coming in very deep I'm coming in okay. heavy i'm coming in very strong um this is from Ooh. Ashlyn Beer Co. out of Alexandria, Virginia, which I will be visiting this weekend. I will be in the area, uh, so I got it. I might have to go check that out, Ben. I, I was going to say, Alexandria, you better check Virginia. Out that
1: brewery, yeah.
0: So, hey, if you're from Virginia, Maryland area, hit me up. Let me know some good breweries out there because I'm going to be there this weekend. But this is the Sale Baltic Porter, um, and it's 9.5%. So,
1: Ooh, biggie yeah definitely i'll let y'all know
0: about it, but it's good thing i drank the four percent damn
1: already hiccuping huh
0: <laughs> i am hiccuping dude well it's because i had to like get through that first beer so i was like yeah fucking chugging dude oh yeah like thomas the tank
1: <laughs> all right so i'm going for beer number two i'm going to a uh you know a, a go-to brewery for me this is uh one that i get whenever i see it uh it on the shelf or on the Tavour Ooh. app uh, this is great notion brewing company um out of portland oregon i don't think i've had a bad beer from them yet um and i've had a lot of their beers, so that's definitely you know saying something there um this is a fruited sour this is called ramble on roads and this is uh it's a tart ale with raspberry and rose flavor um nice. i just took a sip and holy shit it's good Um, I gotta know how that
0: rose flavor tastes like like is it like the aroma of rose
1: yeah I mean it kind of smells like rose that's trip, dude I don't know if I could I've never chomped on a leaf petal so I don't know (laughs) what a rose actually tastes like but the
0: reason why it's very fascinating too Ben and sorry to interrupt but Mm. I was talking to someone today about coffee and Mm. they were like they were telling me about this coffee shop out here in Vegas that they're like the only place I've ever seen that has lavender syrup. And I was like, I was like, does it taste like lavender, like the way it smells? And they're like, yeah, dude, it's like incredible. Yep. Like You got to try it. And I was just like, you know, I never thought about that. Like, huh. and it's maybe kind of the same thing with the rose, you know? Yeah,
1: that's actually a good idea. I've had um, lavender simple syrup. Um, definitely have had that before. I have not tried rose simple syrup. So maybe I need to make some rose simple syrup this week. That's easily done. Shit. So Mind blown there we go that's a good idea that is a great idea um so yeah portland's known as the uh, the city the rose city um city of roses so that's why they are kind of incorporating the rose into this beer and yeah coming in at 6.6 percent it can be dangerous if you drink a lot of these and taking now two three sips of it you can drink a lot of these it's really good um so careful if you uh, if you drink a four pack in one sitting
0: you think uh portland has an antifa beer because they're also known for antifa <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean i'm they sure one one on. there's a million portland breweries up there portland Dude, there's is a lot great is a great city to go and check out if you're in the beer game Um, yeah they have
0: like the most strip clubs per capita too and they have the most breweries per capita in america They also
1: have the most suicides per capita in america which is a little bit uh which is probably comes into why there's so much alcohol and strip clubs so but uh it's uh being up there a few times uh my sister used to go up to school there so i've i've visited quite a bit and then i uh, have visited after that and man every two minutes you get a commercial about uh you know suicide prevention hotline so if you're feeling that way there's people out there to talk to you um,
0: jesus christ man why do bring free. the fucking i know mood down here
1: yeah but uh hey you were talking about what portland's known for <laughs> yeah another we gonna have know to, know to fucking get into that more. though holy
0: shit
1: <laughs> my god uh, all right well let's get back to sports we just talked a little bit of beer we got pouring together <laughs> <laughs> let's bring that back sorry, up sorry i don't appreciate. mean to laugh
0: about that like suicide is mental health is very important but
1: and, and you know. first thing we're talking about is uh, is something about mental health. Um, so we're gonna meant be, to be, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Great transition. Great transition. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking For Me Another." We've got a long one this week because um, there's a lot of stuff that we need to touch on um, that we didn't necessarily think was uh, good for its own, you know, full full discussion here. So uh, we're going to be touching it on poor Me Another." kind of our as jordan called it i think on our first podcast our tmz section of the uh, of the podcast which it really is so let's get started we're going to be talking about former seahawk and 49er cornerback uh, richard sherman who's facing several charges including dui hit and run uh, suspicion of burglary domestic violence after he was arrested arrested at his wife's parents residence in redmond washington early wednesday morning sherman was held without bail for two days and a judge ruled his release upon good citizenship to the community so what do you think of sherman's actions here
0: i mean it's it's sad dude to be honest like i watched the video yep and like the guy just looked out of his fucking mind dude whether he was like drunk but it's like why did he get to that point of being that intoxicated that he like what was it like a hit and run or something
1: before hit and run then went over to his yeah the parents house try to break into the the house to fight the uncle
0: and then his his wife is calling the cops saying that he's like threatening to kill himself yep And then there's been reports that, like, his former teammates and friends have flown out to Seattle because he's been going, like, through a very dark period in his life. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if it's because, like, his football career is coming to an end because we see this a lot of time with athletes. Once their, like, athletic career is over, like, you know, they don't really know who they are because that's who they've been their whole life has been that alpha athlete, like, that everybody looks up to and shit. And they don't know where to go. And, you know, alcohol is a great cover for a lot of people because it helps them cover their their darkest wounds per se, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: So I, I just feel bad for him, dude, because, you know, no team's really reached out for him. You know, we're coming up on training camp here. I don't think he gets re-signed at this point unless, nope. you know, some, some team gets like some bad injuries and needs a cornerback really bad. So I, I just think this is a dark time for Sherman. I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope this incident, you know, not only stopped him from taking his own life but he could have very well taken somebody else's life whether it was you know driving drunk as they say or you know just doing something stupid so i think yep. this this could this very this moment what happened could very well be best case scenario for him ben
1: that's true it's 100 true and uh yeah he had a he drank a bottle of vodka and he drank a bottle of hennessy before getting in the car and driving. the whole
0: liquor cabinet dark right? yeah.
1: how dude I, bro oh my god i can't even luckily, imagine that dude no yeah luckily did he uh, throw he, up
0: while driving i don't know don't know he was like uh, alcohol poisoning
1: bro yep he had uh, his hit and run situation was um running into a construction site so luckily he didn't hit anybody um on the way there but uh, he did fuck up his Mercedes. Uh, we saw the video of him trying to bash in the uh, the front door, of the um, you know of his his in-laws house, yelling for the uncle. Um, at the same time, like, what did the uncle do? What did the uncle say to get him to that state? You know. And I, but I guess when you're in that bad place, like you're talking about, any little thing and you know the the, the addition of uh, Yep, the addition of alcohol and a lot of alcohol in there can bring you into that that place where you just want to beat the shit out of somebody. Um, Bro,
0: drinking that much, Ben, he probably didn't even know what happened. He probably didn't even remember it. He probably woke up in jail and was like, dude, what happened last night?
1: (laughs) Yep. Um,
0: He had to have been blacked out at that point.
1: Oh, easily. They couldn't, cops said they couldn't taser him because of they weren't sure what chemical the father in law had sprayed. Um they couldn't Oh
0: yeah he sprayed fucking pepper spray pepper spray. On the dog. Yep. Um they Shit. couldn't he could have gotten shot
1: too by the old man. Yep. Yeah. He uh he armed himself. They couldn't shoot him with a beanbag because they were too close to him. So they let off the, the police dog who got his ankle. Um you know and and yeah like you said he probably blacked out and woke up in jail. Um, and he was probably blacked out while driving yeah to oh, the yeah. house yeah. yeah so like it's um. yeah definitely rough to see especially with a guy who is you know so big into the community so big into you know football that that's that's life and I think you're absolutely right man you know not having football being life and not having a team reaching out to him when he thinks he still has more left Got to be heartbreaking, bro. That's rough. Yep, definitely rough. Just can't hang them up.
0: All right, let's move on. We got the Olympics start on Friday, and there are major COVID issues coming out of Tokyo. Man, 55 people connected to the Olympics, including officials and contractors working on the summer games, have tested positive since July 1st. Today, USA tennis star Coco Goff, and this literally happened Sunday, announced that she has tested positive and will miss the games. Do you think we'll see COVID issues continue for the Olympic games? And are you at all excited for the games this year?
1: not. I'm not excited at all. I mean, I'm stoked that that we're having them. But, I I mean, I think we're having a lot of players who are backing out because of COVID. We're having a lot of people who are going to be sitting on the sidelines because of COVID. Like, this isn't the top... The, the top brass. This isn't the the you know top of the line. Yes, these are the top like athletes of their sport, but we're missing so many people this year. We've got the the track and field. Was it Great Britain just had Richardson. six? Well, yeah, uh, Curry Richardson because of the um, you know the the weed alligator not allegations, but the testing. Um, we had six Great Britain athletes. Um, Who are close contact with someone who wasn't even on the track team that now have to go through protocol and they might miss some of their you know their races if you know they don't test through it i it's just it's becoming such a downer I mean, we've been going through this COVID shit for so long and it's definitely a downer, but it's affecting everyone. I don't think the athletes are gonna be as stoked because they can't do anything. All they're gonna be doing is sitting in their hotels and they can't go drinking, they can't hang out with other athletes who they're, you know, uh, accompanied with and it's just gonna be boring, in my opinion. Well, I think opening, that's the opening a... game or opening uh, night is gonna be virtual. Is that what they're gonna do? I
0: i think that's the biggest issue is that like the olympics just aren't the same without fans there dude yeah and that's that's where my biggest downfall comes like they should have moved the games to the u.s or somewhere where you know we can have the games with fans in attendance because i do think that you know having the olympics like dude there's gonna be no fans there just cancel it dude like there's no point in having it. Well, they're getting Especially, all their money
1: out of out of uh, TV, so
0: yeah. But Tokyo's not getting any money. Like they need the travel, the people going there and spending money in the restaurants, the bars, etc. Right? Yep. yep. So I just think it's. A, I'm not gonna say pointless, but it's just it's definitely not gonna be the same. Like watching swimming with an empty stadium is gonna be fucking watching boring. dudes. Swim and yeah. women swim, dude. <laughs> like, it's just yep. not gonna have the same effect, dude. You know what I mean? And
1: gymnastics, how fucking crazy! Gymnastics, dude. Yep. um Soccer,
0: So with, like, with that being said, dude, just, it, it is going to be a little bit of a downfall. However. The great thing about the Olympics is, like, we have sports on 24-7, dude. Like, they be showing shit happening earlier in the day. Like, dude, it's the greatest thing ever. True. And as a degenerate, we're going to be able to bet all fucking day, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? 24 hours, dude. We're going to be able to bet. So that shit's going to be fucking dope. That's the only thing I'm really looking forward to, man.
1: Yep. That's true. Very true. All right, let's, all right, move, let's move on. We got, we got uh, Guy Kieri. Uh, a 12-year-old Brazilian, a fucking 12-year-old, uh, made X Games history this week uh, on Friday, landing a 1080 on a normal size vert ramp. So he's the first skater to ever land the trick in competition, and he's the youngest skater to win a gold medal at the X Games. Um, I mean, what were you doing when you were 12, and, you know, did you even have that bro, dream of doing a 1080 to beat a 53-year-old Tony Hawk? Bro, we were talking about this on Square
0: Sharks, like... The X games, like dude, we got a thirteen year old girl as a champion, we got a twelve year old boy as a champion. I mean, they're getting younger and younger as professional athletes, you know, in yep. skateboarding and stuff. And you, you made a great point, Ben. And I don't mean to steal your thunder, but you're like, dude, as when these kids are younger, like they fall and they're like rubber, they just bounce right back up. Like yep. that's why we're seeing these kids be better as they are younger. And that was a phenomenal point. I was stoked to see Tony Hawk out there, 53 years old. I mean, we grew up on Tony Hawk. I was at the X Games in San Francisco the year he did the 900. I was in attendance. I saw that shit live. Yeah. Still one of the best moments of my life, dude. You know what I'm saying? I was also there when travis pastrana backflipped his fucking uh dirt bike into the bay yep. which was also fucking awesome <laughs> um but dude it, it was like cool it was like a flashback for me i just wish the x games got more publicity because i watched most of it on twitter because they like literally showed everything on twitter which is awesome by the way because you can literally watch it on your phone on twitter dude like yep. throughout the day but I just i feel like it needs to get more publicity but obviously you need more stars and like guys like Nigel houston who are going to the olympics you know he didn't perform in the x games obviously like one of the best skaters in the world and speaking of uh skateboarding and olympics but i gotta ask you this real quick how the fuck does shikari richardson test positive for weed but none of the skateboarding team does do they even test the skateboarders for weed
1: yes because they know they're going to the olympics so they make that sacrifice to not smoke weed for six months a year come on bro nah
0: no way dude i don't think they they the skaters dude because
1: they want to be in the olympics so they don't smoke weed for a couple months like not
0: niger dude
1: niger can't skate without smoking dude what how did i know that was going to be a question But uh, (laughs) yeah, huge, huge for Gee Gee Guy. Sorry, butchering your name, but uh, man, to be 12 and to be at this point in in skating, like he is going to be around for a long time. Um, I'm stoked that that uh, Tony Hawk was there. Um, Even as you know, a, a 53 year old to a 12 year old, I'm sure that was one of the best moments that he got um you know getting a hug from tony hawk the person who did the 900 and then you know look at him going a little bit further than tony hawk to to get this um like i'm sure that was a great experience um dude boo on the, the commentator who told the you know went on national television and say oh like okay you gotta stop crying now like no he this said is a, that yeah like Damn. this is a 12 year old kid who just or was did a, it? I, I don't know. I don't it wasn't
0: Sal Masekela, was it? It, could, it definitely could have been. Um, Sal wasn't there, said that. Uh, it
1: definitely could have been. Um, but, you know, saying like, oh, it's okay to cry for a little bit, and then it's like, okay, you know, all right, you had your few seconds crying, you know, it's, it, that's enough there. It's like, no, let this this kid just, like, broke records. He just won a gold medal. Like, where's your gold medal? But, you know, cried out what you need to do sometimes and uh nope. man, good for this kid man he's 12 years old
0: oh yeah dude fucking shit's awesome man yep. all right more information has come out regarding the death of columbus blue jackets backup goalie matisse kivlin Kivliniks.
1: Kivliniks. yeah
0: Kivliniks. matisse was attending goaltending coach manny legacy's daughter's wedding I know who Manny, Manny Legacy is. I'm
1: surprised you got Legacy instead of Legace. But no, I, I I know
0: that name very I'm impressed.
1: well. I'm
0: impressed. So he was attending goaltending coach Manny Legacy's daughter's wedding and at the after party was struck with a mortar-style firework. Starting goaltender Elvis Mer- Merzlikanis mm-hmm. yeah. stated that Matisse stopping the firework saved his pregnant wife and unborn son, which is an absolutely heroic act. But what do you think about this whole situation actually going down, Ben? I'm going to let you talk on this one because I really don't have that much to say about it.
1: Um, I think it's been bad on Manny, to be honest. I, I love Manny Legacy. He was a great goaltender. You know, it, it sounds from this that Matisse and Elvis are... You know, basically family members to him, both at the wedding. Um, I guess Matisse was good friends with, you know, um, Manny's daughter, son, and um, son-in-law. That's the right one. Um, But, I mean, yeah, I know it's Fourth of July. You want to have fireworks at, at your after party and all this. But you're putting your star goaltenders who have it in contract that they can't do anything you know, uh, that puts them in at risk of getting hurt. And here you are in having your coach put your players at risk of getting hurt. Um, yes, you don't see that happening, but with fireworks, you always gotta you always gotta know that a uh, mistake is possible. Like shit, I had, we, we were doing mortars at the house a couple years ago and it didn't shoot up and we had the whole thing explode like 10 feet away from us. Diving behind the couch (laughs) and like you gotta think that those situations can happen and when you have top the line young kids yeah but uh, we didn't we never did to even have them at your kid's wedding though like that's or after party like I don't know. That's that's rough. I I just think he put them in the bad situation. The party put it in the bad situation, and it's unfortunate. I'm I'm stoked that you know his the Elvis's wife and and unborn son are are safe and absolutely heroic act by you know jumping in front of that if if that's what happened. Um. And you know you've got. Um, The um you know that the kid's middle name is gonna be um matisse which is awesome but i mean it's a situation that shouldn't happen yeah i mean imagine
0: being manny Manny legacy and having to live with this that this happened at his party you know i'm saying like it's probably just as might as well have been him you know the way he's gonna think about it yep um you know it's a sad situation uh but i mean it's a very unusual circumstance dude like you said like nobody ever thinks of like the cop what's gonna happen from you know if if the worst of the worst goes wrong with fireworks right yeah nobody ever thinks about that and that's really the biggest problem with fireworks, dude. And that's why they're illegal in so many states. Is Most of the time, it's
1: young kids doing it.
0: Yeah, it. It and it's because people don't understand how fireworks work and the precautions to take, and they're in the wrong areas where you know shit can happen. So, I mean, it's just sad. Yeah. I just hope we you know we we learn something from it. We have to learn something from this, right? we yeah. have to as society we have to learn something from this and i think the one thing to take away is that you know if you're not a professional who knows how to handle fireworks and i can't believe i'm fucking saying this dude because <laughs> if you told me <laughs> like 10 years ago that i would be saying this but now that i have a daughter things are a little bit different but yeah you know if you don't know how to handle fireworks and obviously i'm a professional handler of fireworks don't handle fireworks yep
1: yeah don't do it don't do it absolutely all right let's move to something a little bit higher of uh you know higher level here um we're going to the 2020 euro cup just finished this week italy took the w uh, on penalty kicks over england so congrats italy um it was a hell of a game but uh in bigger news here in the states is that the euro cup finals has more u.s viewerships than the average nba finals game this year oh shit. is this yep 9.4 million compared to 8.9 million um so is this good news for soccer or bad news for basketball
0: and before Whoa. you answer
1: that i also want to ask did you see these crazy ass uh stories of the, the ticket takers um taking cash bribes and letting people in and then like oh, I bet, the dude, huge that's... masses of fans who are li- literally pushed their way through the security and all the gates to get into the games oh
0: i told you the death of capitalism died yeah you know, the little man re- realizes he's fucking another pawn and fucking starts to work his way up. And that's what happens to the history of capitalism, bro. It happened with the French Revolution. I don't mean to go on it with history. I'm just, you know, I'm out here just fucking speculating shit. But as far as the Euro Cup's concerned, first of all, the U.S. viewer average doesn't incorporate for the NBA Finals streaming. Because last year streaming shattered the NBA, the NBA record. I mean, they had like 21 million streams in the NBA finals, dude, but they only had like 5 million viewers on television. And the same could possibly be said for the finals here. However, Ben, if this is the case and there is more people in America watching the Euro Cup, why are we not investing in soccer players in America? Why aren't we bringing over the best of the best? Yep. Is my biggest question for the MLS. Cuz you watch a lot more MLS than I do. I mean, I don't watch any MLS, so you if you watch one minute you watch more <laughs> than I do. So, that, but that's what always what I always tell you, dude, like I can't get into a league where we're like we're like the double-A fucking single-A team. Dude, we get beat by, like, Manchester... Our MLS All-Stars get beat by Manchester United's, like, C-team, dude.
1: They're a B-team. But you also have to think that you know those they have been practicing together and our all-stars don't practice together and all, all that yada, yada. True, but the mls but,
0: sucks though <laughs> uh, yeah not i'm not thing. gonna disagree with
1: that at all mls definitely sucks um it's I, I mean i think this is a good sign for for soccer in the us especially coming from where we were in the you know the the next highest the previous euro euro final which was 2.9 million viewers less um so you know we're you know we almost went up by a third of, of our, our you know viewership there so that's nba that's absolutely huge no 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 um from the the euro finals the last euro finals um well you know
0: it's gotten a lot bigger in america since the last euro finals sorry gambling.
1: That too. Yeah.
0: And there's only one thing on in the morning in America and that's European soccer.
1: Yeah, but I mean these are national teams. These aren't these aren't Yeah, but that's, teams, that's so... the best
0: that's the best shit to gamble on. Plus, yeah.
1: One
0: yeah. thing I've noticed too, Ben, on Twitter and social media shit, is that Americans love to claim their fucking other countries when it comes to soccer like oh i have so, german heritage. Sucks. i'm, a, That's I'm a german fan I'm a, seems not even I'm a
1: world cup qualifier i'm
0: italian i'm an italian fan i'm france i'm french i'm a france fan but then they're like when it comes to being patriotic and american they're like america make america great again yet they're over here claiming their other countries as their home ancestry
1: well, that's because we have to be the best be here 115th, in America. Motherfuckers and, be
0: 115th German and be like, oh, I'm a German fan. Go Germany.
1: It's because we have to be the best here in America, and our soccer team is definitely not the best. And we don't have a good soccer founding like like Europe does. So, so yeah, everybody's going to be taking that. But there's, there's no money there. Um, and until we get a big enough uh, pool of fans backing our – even the MLS – like to make that risk of spending as much money as they do on Euro players, or as as Euro players make. That's why the
0: earthquakes should assign Messi.
1: They, earthquakes don't even make that much money a year to pay but for They have his the contract. best. They have the best MLS stadium. Uh,
0: debatable, but no, they got to be up there, dude. They have like a hundred. They have two hundred foot bars there. <laughs> I
1: mean that's They're the largest is the biggest, outdoor bar in America. It is the biggest outdoor bar in America. Yeah, that's true. But um it, it, you got to have good soccer to bring in those big players. They people aren't going to just well, same, come to Bro, suck, If you so. bring Messi in
0: there, that that place is sold out every single game. Hands down,
1: dude. Yeah, but they, they but it's a, a 15 12 to 15,000 person stadium. Like yeah, Sold it, it out, sells out. But I mean, Messi's playing in front of eighty to hundred yeah, thousand fans there, my, and that's how my, they make enough money to get you know to get into those games. Yes, so, you'll you won't have that big big so maybe not, because you don't have that big of a stadium. You don't have that much. Like though, if if they got Messi, those tickets would be a thousand bucks a pop. Yeah, and yeah, they'd and sell People out. would pay for it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> people would pay for but it. Th- Silicon not, Valley, dog. But that's not how you draw people into the sport.
0: No, it's absolutely how you draw people in because by people, people not
1: being able to afford to go see a game, but they'll watch it on TV. They still watch Messi's games on TV, anyways. Yeah, but that don't mean nothing for American dollars. Yeah, it's true. The only way
0: to grow the game, and you're telling me you're sitting here telling me that the game the game has grown based on the numbers yes. that people are watching the Euro Cup. So why aren't we? Why aren't we investing in talent to come to America to grow the MLS?
1: The talent has to want to come to America, and they don't want to. But
0: Americans would. Uh, you said it yourself, dude. Americans want winners, dude. They we got Zob absolutely... when
1: he was a fucking old fuddy duddy.
0: But that's what the MLS has been because Americans. Typically haven't watched soccer, but what you're telling me is that Americans are watching soccer at this point. They're watching soccer
1: more than the NBA finals. They're they're watching the good players in soccer, and again, the good so, players yeah, in soccer. So you soccer don't bring want those to players come to here. They don't want to come to an undeveloped shitty league. But if Dude, they're not, getting the, money they're not talks, getting the they're not getting the money. You... They're not getting the sponsorship money here in a shit MLS they... oh, league bro. that they are in Europe.
0: But money talks. If you
1: convince the best players from Europe to come play in I mean, the MLS, our teams don't that have off- that money. They can't offer that.
0: No, they do because they just have to get investors involved. Because and nobody wants to, to invest
1: money. in a shit team. So we're yeah, but we're that's how you make money, dude.
0: But that's how you make money.
1: Look at look at who's come to the MLS. You the big ones have been Beckham and Zoltan. It's all
0: yeah, but it's all washed up players because at that exactly point, they because don't nobody make as wants much money. to come
1: over here. We've been in the the league's been around know, ben, for twenty five years. Ben,
0: Ben, Ben. You
1: don't think they've tried to ben. offer? You don't think they've tried well,
0: to offer? They're not gonna dude, come on. It's the MLS, dog. Nobody watches soccer in America, or at least they haven't. This is different though. You're saying that more people are watching the Euro Cup in America than they are watching the NBA Finals. That to me tells me that there is actual that but Americans. How much, want how much good money soccer. does
1: an N- NBA organization make compared to an MLS organization?
0: No, but that's you can't. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying how do we grow? You the have MLS to have money, and we have to, to get, get
1: the it. players. If you don't have money, you can't get the players. Yeah,
0: but if you get fucking billionaire corporate investors, which America obviously has a fucking shitload of. Fucking Jeff Bezos A lot of these players the don't want to fucking... come
1: over, and not play against Jeff, the hardest. Jeff Bezos
0: could buy teams. the entire Premier League if he wanted to. It's true. He he could literally fucking buy an MLS team tomorrow and be like, dog, I'm bringing over fucking Mbappe. I'm bringing over fucking Ronaldo. They probably won't
1: come here. because if they come if to MLS, the they're they not would. playing against the the biggest the hardest teams the biggest yeah, stars but there's only the one way to grow your league. you have it. to
0: get those players to come here so you get other talent to come to come want to play and nobody that's wants the problem to with the here. mls that's the problem with the mls is that they haven't been able to get talent because because
1: yeah, nobody wants to come here Nobody
0: cares about soccer in america but you're telling me they are starting to based on the numbers you provided yeah they are so why so now's the best time to invest in soccer in america
1: Money talks, like you said, and MLS teams don't have money. So they don't have the television partnerships. They don't have, the, have, the, like they don't have it, the, the big enough stadiums. They don't have the the sponsor, you know, backers. So until that happens, you can't get a big bro, player. And not You get, me- it's you not get messy, though, and your corporate sponsorship Ugh. skyrockets. All right, let's move on. It's uh,
0: – No, it's tell me that's high high. not
1: true, though. Dude, you get messy. Absolutely, you, you but, don't but Messi Coca-Cola won't come.
0: To...
1: I know, but – even if Messi well, is, is sent to like more million, million for dollars his last contract. Even if like, Messi there is, is no sent way ten more MLS. million, he probably won't come to the states. He wants to play against the best of the best. He doesn't want to play against trash. Nah, his career is – dude, he's
0: done everything there is. Dog, he's he trying to make money now. He took like he a fucking seventy five percent pay cut. And he took like a seventy five percent pay cut. He could and have signed, still more than the MLS with, probably would have given him.
1: With uh he could have signed with a, a, what was it, Man City, who has their ties with, um, you know, with the MLS. He didn't. He chose mm-hmm. not to. He chose to stay in Barcelona. Yeah,
0: and because, because they gave him five hundred million before in his last contract. He that, that guy was making like one hundred and fifty million a year. Ben, I think
1: you're really misconstruing what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying. I, I understand, but there is no not say- money in okay. U.S. soccer. So you can't I, go out. If there's no money in U.S. soccer, you don't have the backers. You don't well, have the sponsorships. They're not. You can't get it.
0: Yeah, but you're telling me. There's no point me.
1: in a, a good Euro player coming over here. Okay. A good world player coming over here.
0: Hear me out, though. You're never going to
1: have the best players.
0: Hear me out real quick. You literally told me yourself that – the game grew from u.s viewership it for did. the euro cup
1: by how much 2.9 million since 2.9 2. million the last euro so cup you're telling
0: here. me that americans that's one are tournament interested one in finals soccer. i know but stop you're you listen you're telling me americans are interested in soccer yes or yes. no yes so what's the only way to grow the game in america
1: Bring in players, but you can't get good players if they don't want to come if there's no money behind it.
0: But we don't know why they don't want to come.
1: Because the MLS is trash. They well, want yeah, play we know the MLS good, is trash right now, but what competition. if competition?
0: But what if what if invest what if why big investors got involved? Back. Ben, I don't care about why he went back. I'm talking about right now. You told me Eurocup has 2.9 million year. viewers more. I understand that, but you're telling me. Americans are more interested in soccer right now than ever before. Basically, true. The only way to grow the game is to get good players. Imagine if the biggest investors, the guys that invest in NBA, NFL, because they, they don't want to put that take money a
1: loss in a shit league.
0: But how? How you do you know to it's, to gonna to... it's gonna be a lot? It's gonna be good. You just told me that <laughs>
1: the game grew two point nine million viewers. It did, but there's no competition here compared to Europe. But if you get the that's good a players by in America, you, nobody's gonna throw away why, money, bro.
0: Why? Why does the NBA have the best players in the in the world?
1: Because there's no other competition.
0: That, that, that's absolute bullshit. The Euro League is huge. It's
1: trash compared to that. But why? NBA. Okay, so
0: why is the NBA bigger?
1: Because players want to play in the NBA. No, they don't want to go is play the in NBA the NBA
0: Why is the NBA bigger?
1: Because they have the best players. Because they have no, the most money. Why
0: is the NBA bigger? Okay,
1: why don't you tell me?
0: They get paid the most money.
1: There you if go. You, they have the most money to play people. If yeah, we don't have money in soccer, and then how long has the NBA been around compared to how long the MOS has been around? Ben, what, and I told why does you capitalism earlier, exist? Oh, my God. Let's move to best bets. You're just talking garbage no, because right now.
0: Bro, the, the point of capitalism is to invest. in Christ. And take, All right, best take bets. opportunity to week, and You were 1-1. I was 0-2.
1: No, hold on, hold on one second. Jordan, we're going around in circles. But you're not hearing the money is there. Like the money is there in the ML in in NBA. The money is yeah, but the money can be there in
0: MLS. No, people invested in it. If
1: if it would have happened, you're saying you're saying that we would have gotten players. We get trash yeah but we dude, get old washed up players in mls
0: why have we gotten old washed up players
1: because nobody wants to come and play in a trash league. why
0: haven't they yeah because it's a trash league because it's it's because new if, it's an if upstart you have,
1: if you bring in one Bro, player if, if you, you bring get in one bigger player on a team if you bring in one player on a team that's more of a payroll than the rest of your team then the rest of your team wants more money they don't have money for that if, well, if you don't you know that because one you told me player, that 2.9 million people gain from on the Euro team, Cup. So we can absolutely every other get more people viewing trash. MLS oh teams.
0: You literally told me that more people have watched soccer, the Euro Cup, in America this year than the finals. The last yes. one. The finals. So yes. we can the absolutely final, get the best
1: of the best. Yeah. yeah. Teams so that are, literally... are created. Of the all star, so that tells of me that Americans teams. would
0: absolutely be interested in seeing the best of the best in soccer. Absolutely, am I wrong or am I right? You cannot
1: get a team like that, but, on, you're, in the but MLS? you're telling me they made that
0: we're getting more viewerships in the NBA finals. Dog, that I means that tells me that we can absolutely build a competitive soccer league.
1: You have to have money. We don't have Bro, the
0: money. Money comes from viewerships. You're telling me that more people are watching soccer than the Bro, NBA finals. The
1: same thing over again. And I'm telling you, yeah, but you're you not why hearing not, me, dude. So, uh, let's, but I, you're not hearing it. It's going I in one ear, not the other. You uh, Jordan, I I'm hearing it. You you have to have. I know you're hearing it, full... but you're not understanding
0: it. It's going through what you're. <laughs> you're literally telling me soccer is more viewed in America right now than the NBA finals. But you're telling the, me the that Euro... that the okay. way to get money okay. is so, for people to watch Jordan, you. Do you but understand? America is not interested. But Jordan, you literally have told you me understand? that America is watching hello soccer more than understand the NBA finals.
1: That the Euro are the 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 full teams. So that would be like, yeah, the USA I absolutely team, get okay? it. And, and you're, dude, you're telling me that, that America, all of these, ben, why do you think the USA team is so trash right now? It's because it's it doesn't matter of dude, all MLS players. Players okay, want get to that. have the competition. Ben, you are telling me that Americans mm.
0: are very interested okay, in Jordan, watching right. the best. You're, of the best. You're a
1: hundred percent, right? That's what you no, want to hear. Let's stop. fucking move on, bro. Are,
0: are Americans interested in watching the best of us in soccer? Yes. Based on the data. Yes. Thank you. Oh, now we can God move on. Fucking dumb. Jesus Christ. Absolutely not dumb, dude. You literally just
1: you fucking you dance can't, circles Jordan, for nothing. You can't have dude. the best of the best if there's no money. If the okay, league is Okay, how trash, do you get money even, ben? Okay, say say we got Messi. We paid Messi 30 50 75 million dollars. And you go to corporate sponsors dollars. and
0: say, "Yo, we got Messi. You want to fucking sponsor our league?" And they're like, Great. "Yes."
1: Okay, so that's one organization that's going get, to be getting paid one organization yeah but if you tell me
0: 9.2 million people want to watch they're going to watch Messi
1: they're not going to watch the other teams the other teams are why wouldn't other
0: why wouldn't you go get other players if people are more interested because in watching soccer again, the best players in soccer the than they are watching the NBA don't finals have that
1: money these ben, players there's are only one paid, way to get money these dude. players you, are getting paid less than a hundred thousand dollars like thank we gotta
0: you move on.
1: like I said you're fucking no. talking trash you i'm you, not talking you trash you, you said are, you haven't even watched a minute of mls this year what you does that have to do with? going
0: on i don't but what does that have to do with you, you telling me that more you,
1: you don't know no, what's going on in stop. mls
0: you literally told me Jesus. more people have watched soccer did you you told me more people watch soccer oh. than the nba finals and then you're trying to sit here They're and and tell watching me,
1: the best of the best the national yes, team so the if the best of, of the
0: best were in america why would they not watch it is my question because you. we can't there's because we're the mls sucks blah 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 but how do because you get there's fucking no more money. players why do, dude but capitalists want money, dog. money if you, get the best players,
1: dog. If you oh, don't have God, the dude. money you can't All right, get we're the moving best on. this
0: is <laughs> fucking, fucking insane dumb. at this point no Jesus. i'm absolutely not dog you are literally you what i don't I'm saying, know what's happening logic is MLS. going Logic you don't know what's happening in mls completely out the others jesus
1: christ
0: it doesn't matter about mls you literally <laughs> told me that more people are watching <laughs> oh soccer god, than they are watching basketball
1: so why the fuck is all right let's move what on what does that this have to do with dumb. mls this is right like 20 now minutes. my god what does it have to do with mls right now
0: this, yeah, you're talking because... about
1: bringing players into the mls yeah, my god. yeah that is the point
0: if people are willing to watch the best of the best, why would you not, as an investor, go out and get the best of the best and make money on it? That's the entire fucking point. Because there's no. Oh ROI. my god. Durr. Oh my god. Dude, dumb. I can't believe we just went through this shit. Yeah, I am fucking stupid. More people are watching the Euro
1: Cup than the NBA Let's finals. Let's go, and American investors the should best never
0: fucking for- get. They should <laughs> never invest. Do you think in they would have
1: done it if they could?
0: Well, I think now might be a different Whoa. era because Whoa. this is just happening now. My biggest point is why wouldn't they think about doing it if that's the case? If, if more people are watching soccer, they need to do it. Now might be the best time for American soccer to grow.
1: You don't think they've been trying, bro. You don't think
0: I know been they've been. I, I don't know. Yeah, the, they've been trying. To, but I don't know to the extent of what they've been trying. I'm not a big soccer guy. But the fact that 9.2 million people are watching the fucking Euro Cup compared to 7 million people or whatever are watching the NBA Finals, I think that's telling, as a capitalist, like, yo, we need to get involved in soccer here. Americans are obviously interested. Anyways, let's move on to best bets. Ben's over here fucking mad as shit. He about ready to fucking punch me in the face. If I was sitting next to him, he probably would have already. But it is, <laughs> it is what it is. We're moving on to best bets. Last week was a very unusual week because we didn't have a ton going on. I went one and one. I had Matt Olsen plus 625 to win the home run derby. He might have actually won. You know, he hit 25 home runs in the first first uh, round, which is very unusual. And he ended up losing. For... <laughs> yeah, but he hit more home runs than most dudes did in their rounds. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I'll take the yellows, plus 625. It's not like it was a guaranteed winner anyways. I had Milwaukee minus four in game four. That was a guaranteed winner. I told you all that. Absolute fucking money. Ben had the MLB All-Star game, over 10 and a half. I told him that was fucking crazy. That was not no. And then he had Phoenix, Milwaukee, game four, over 220. Damn, that went under? under.
1: Only game that's gone under this, this fucking series.
0: The only game that's gone under in this series that's just bad luck bro so what's your two best bets for the week let's get two winners
1: here Ben all right so we are going uh, we're going baseball um, because yeah that's that's where my money has been coming from and being at 26 and 27. Not happy about that negative number there. Um, so we're going to go two baseball bets. We're going to go Chicago White Sox uh, over Minnesota. Chicago has just been lights out. Um, you got Lancelin on the uh, on the hill who's 9-3 with a 2.05 ERA. Sorry, they've been lights out more recently, uh, Chicago. The big thing that I'm looking here is their defensive numbers. Um, Chicago White Sox are you know top seven in the league in all categories and then you look at minnesota who's uh you know they're they're bottom of the barrel 28th in runs allowed 28th in hits loud um 22nd in strikeouts um so you know I, I see it as a offensive game uh for the white Sox, and you know i would even maybe even bet on that minus one and a half but uh for the sake of this we're gonna go with uh the money line here uh, and then game two or bet number two, we're gonna go San Diego Padres, uh, Atlanta Braves, and we're gonna go over the nine runs here. Um, San Diego has just been, they've been molly whopping teams, or at least molly whopping the numbers in the games here. Um, you know, last five games are they've put up eight, 10, 24, and then three, uh, three and three. Uh, but then you look at uh, the way that Uh, Atlanta has also been putting up runs, even with Acuna Hurt, you know, coming back from the All-Star game, they've put up seven, nine, and seven. Um, So two offenses that are, you know, going well right now. Um, You've got Darvish and you've got Moeller on the Hill who are, you know, averaging, both averaging over three runs a game. Um, So, you know, and and Moeller, I think, has only got three starts this year, Um, so it's, you know, it's likely that he's not going to go deep into these games, um, so we're going to go over nine on this one.
0: Nice, dude. I like it. I like it. Two overs, Ben. You're going total over game. Oh no, you're going money line, money over line. Minnesota. Yeah. All right, I like it. Min- Chicago White Sox, good team. Good team. Good team. Minnesota not a good team. My two best bets of the week. I mean, y'all already know where I'm going. I'm going Milwaukee minus five over Phoenix. I do think this is going to be a blowout. I think that this series is over. I think if Milwaukee wins the first quarter, which I expect them to do, I definitely think it's a wrap. I think the city of Milwaukee is going to be bonkers. The stadium right now, $1,400 for standing room only. It is going to be a fucking crazy house in there. I love Milwaukee minus five, winning in six for the culture. And I like Chris Milton over 24 and a half points here. I think Chris Milton has used his size to his to his advantage, especially last game, scoring 29 points. Um, I'm not expecting Drew Holiday to have a big game next game. I think they are going to try to slow him down because I do think that the 11 assists with Drew Holiday's game was really a big factor um, in Milwaukee's game. I expect them to switch up on drew holiday and try to really focus on him however can't take away what he does on the defensive end and that's where he's very 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 special so i like milwaukee here i like him to win more than five points and i like chris milton over 24 and a half points he's also averaging more than his season, season average in the finals can even consider that he had an 11 point game in game two and he's still averaging over 24 points Going Chris Middleton over 24 and a half points. Let's lock it up. Let's win this fucking money. Love it.
1: All right. So we so just talked about Because
0: you said that the Bucks were going to win at seven.
1: I'm not going to put down your bets like you do. So, uh, um, no, you can
0: though. I like it. I like this shit talk.
1: All right. So we had, uh, we had our sports. We're going to be talking our beer. Um, you started with that light lager at 4%. And then you went to a 9.5, 8.5, 9.5, 9.5. Baltic Porter. Tell me how your beers yep. were tonight. The
0: lager was good. I mean, it was like a light lager. There wasn't anything like that stood out as far as the taste. It was just like a typical light lager. I'll definitely drink it again. Um, I probably wouldn't buy it again for the price that it was. Um, so for that, I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of 5. The Baltic Porter, not a big porter guy by any stretch of the imagination. This one was pretty good. It definitely wasn't the best porter I've ever had. I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of 5 as well. I would definitely drink it again. Don't know if I would buy it again, though. Nice. So if I do go out to Alexandria and visit um, Ashland Beer Company, y'all better not hate me. Sorry. (laughs) You just
1: won't order a a Baltic Porter. I won't order a Porter. (laughs) How are your All beers been? Right. So I had the I started off with that Wando Pills. Um was the 5.3% out of uh from Hop Us in San Jose. It was good California pills. Um it was you could you know taste those notes of uh of the citra hops there. Um it was light, it was crisp. Um it was you know something you can definitely you know drink a few of. Um, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't my favorite of the two Pilsners that they had at, uh, at Hopus, but because of the association with, you know, um, you know, Chris Wondolowski and um, the Street Soccer USA, uh, that's, that's why I did grab this one. I'm going to give this one a four out of five. Um, it was a great beer. I drink it again. I, I grabbed a, a four pack, so I will be drinking it again. Um, but I do think that if you're going to go out to Hopus, go grab the old trestle. Um, it's, uh, another Pilsner that they had, uh, coming in at 5.1%. I would give that one a 4.5 out of five. Um, it is a, and both of these are quality Pilsners. Um, but that one was it, it just the lightness of it. The, um, you know, the easy drinking of it was, was a lot better. Jordan, I think you would like the Wando pills better than the, uh, the old trestle just because it's like a
0: wandolowski kind of, pills.
1: Yeah. Wondo, nice dude. That's Wando sick, on the, bro. They've done a, a couple of collaborations with the local sports teams. Uh, they had the culture kosh Um, and that's sick, dude. yeah, so we'll probably have you know, maybe maybe they'll reach out to the A's or the Giants to get a uh, you know, baseball one in there too. Um, they probably cost too uh, much money though. That's true, They're very true. Um, so that one was good, definitely good. I'd give it a four out of five. Um, this Ramble on Rose, um. This one was great. I, I, to be honest, I think this is one of the best, great Notion beers I've had. Um, it was, it, it was light, but it was also sweet, but it wasn't that overpoweringly sweet that we get in a lot of the, you know, the fruit tarts. Um, it did have a little bit of a, that, that pucker on the initial maybe two or three sips, but after that, you get used to it, and um, you know, it's it's just a beer that you can, you can put down. Um at 6.6%. I it's it's a dangerous, it's a really dangerous beer because it, it went quick. It definitely went quick. Um I'm yeah. gonna give this one a 4.75. So
0: the six percent pills in pretty big, pretty strong too for pills.
1: The pills was five point three. This is a six point six uh tart.
0: Oh, okay. That's still pretty fucking right strong out. for tart ale.
1: Yep yeah it was it was quality though man i i definitely suggest it um great can art as well uh that was i mean i buy all the great notions that i see but that's what really drew me to this beer was the can art there um so definitely go out and try this one try to find it and uh yeah it's good stuff Fuck yeah, fuck yeah man all right well that was the podcast everyone thank you for listening to us rant for this was a long (laughs) one man this was a long long one Uh, that was a good one though too much uh too much to talk about this week so make sure to follow us on instagram at taproom sports podcast you can check out our twitter at taproom underscore sports or you can check out jordan rules tsp for jordan's twitter um you can check out mine which is hashtag no no Twitter, Ben.
0: No Twitter, Ben.
1: Um, we are we're on Facebook. Just search Room Sports Podcast, or you can check out our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. Make sure to check out APR on Thursdays, actually coming out Friday this week, um, as we are joined by Steady Eddie um, to talk about the off-season news, you know, um, prepping for the season, looking at uh, the over-under on wins, um, while we look at um, you know what teams did in you know in the free agency yep. throughout the draft um, and and trades and all that jazz, uh, we're going to be looking at the AFC East this week, and uh, man, it's it's been a ton of fun. And I'm so glad it's back. We're going to be starting up a uh, you know a, a giveaway for opening day. Um, yep. you know, all you have to do is uh, go onto our Twitter, go onto our Instagram, and uh, when we get that post up this week. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be giving away some stuff. We're gonna give away a free signed mini helmet. We're gonna be giving away a Tower to gift card, um, and we're gonna be giving away some tap room uh, some tap room merchandise. Um, so definitely go there. All you have to do is is like it, um, you know, share the post with two friends or tag two friends in there, um, and you're entered into the contest. You can get two entries: one on Twitter, one on Instagram. Um, so it is. Um, It's a ton of fun. Make sure to check out Square Sharks where we're out twice a week. Jordan and I are super hot on our bets. What we do is we uh, we look at uh, we pick a couple teams or a couple games literally five minutes before the podcast. Three and
0: one last week, Ben. Yep. Three and one uh, on Friday. It was a good uh,
1: good day on Friday. Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Friday we record for Saturday's games. Well, Um, it was
0: technically Saturday and Sunday. We had a game postponed or suspended.
1: It's true. Um, uh, well, yeah, we didn't even talk about the shooting this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had so much stuff in Parmy Nether. but uh, we literally build the bets as we're talking on the podcast to to pick our best bets for um, you know, for those three games that we we discuss. Um, if you do want to hear you know somebody or you, if you do want to hear about a game uh, that you can build a great bet for, please let us know on our Instagram or our Twitter, yep. and we will uh, we will handicap that game for you. And uh, yeah that's uh that's pretty much it make sure to uh check out all of our stuff and we will be back next week i'm big ball and ben larson here with jordan stacks on stacks on stacks let's let's go we are out of here
0: hey uh hey ben how does capitalism work oh jesus those who spend the most make the most thought